announcement and I took a little bit of notice of that announcement and I thought, okay, uh, 14 years away, I'll be able to get to Sydney, I'll be able to watch some events, I'll be able to watch the best athletes in the world uh, compete. But you know, as uh, time goes by, you, you fall in love and you find the, the wife of your dreams and uh, the announcement about Sydney sort of faded into the background because you got on with different things in life. And uh, so I had a ringside seat for Sydney from my couch lounger watching the games through the medium of television. That was as close as I got. So I really didn't take heed to that announcement. I didn't plan to purchase flights or have accommodation or look at the venues that were selling tickets to take advantage of what was on offer there in Sydney in 2000. And that's one sort of announcement, but I think this announcement that we've read tonight is the greatest announcement that humankind has ever seen or heard. It involves just ordinary people. It involves shepherds who were just around their daily tasks or their evening tasks of taking care of their flocks. And then something incredibly unusual happened, something that had not happened for close on 700 years. The angel of the Lord appeared before them and the glory of God shone around. Just put yourself in the shepherd's shoes at that point in time. How would you have reacted to this magnificent glory like something you have never seen before? Well, the Bible tells us they reacted in a perfectly, perfectly normal way. Great fear fell upon them because they did not understand. Great fear gripped their hearts because they did not understand the meaning of this angel. They did not understand what this angel was going to do. They probably feared for their lives. They probably feared for their sheep. They probably feared for many things because it was unexpected. And yet God, in his great grace, chose simple shepherds on the hill of Galilee to make the greatest announcement of all time. We read in God's word what that announcement is. After their response, the shepherd's response of being filled with fear, the angel says to them, hey guys, calm down. It's okay. Do not fear. Be calm. Because I have an announcement for you which is great news. Joyous news. It's not just for you, but it's for all people. And the news was this that in the city of David, the child would be born. And this time this had huge significance to the people because this had been promised 700 years earlier by two prophets, Isaiah. He said, unto you, unto you a child will be born and his name will be Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. 
And one of Isaiah's contemporary prophets, another fellow who used to go around the countryside warning the people against coming judgment, was Micah. And he also promised, he said, not only would this child be born, but he would state the place where this child would be born. Look it up when you get home. In Micah chapter 5, it's one of the very small books in the Bible. It shows that the son, this Messiah, this promised one would be born in Bethlehem, in the city of David. So this is what the angel communicated. Hey, this is happening. He will be born this day, today. This child will be born. That's fulfillment of the promise already given. And the purpose of this child was threefold. He was a saviour. And his name is Christ or Messiah and Lord or God. It's a pretty unusual thing to say about a child, that he'd be a saviour. Because what does it mean to be a saviour? You know, we go about our our daily summer activities and some of us may go off to the beach and we see lifeguards and we see an element of the saving ability of somebody if they're in trouble in the water. A lifeguard will will hit the water and, and save somebody who is in trouble. It's one type of saviour. Um, some may think that a, a saviour could be released from financial burden, winning a tax lotto or, or by some other means, a, a large windfall of money could save you from peril. But what the angel was pronouncing was a saviour who would redeem people, who would save people, save people from their sinful relationship with God. See, the story of Christmas means nothing unless you look through the lens of the story of Easter. Unless you look through the lens of the cross, Christmas means nothing. Because Jesus the saviour of the world, the saviour of you and I, of anybody, of all men, was born to die and to rise again and to offer you and I eternal life, a restored relationship with the God of the universe. And that's what the angel announced. And then it was confirmed by this mass of host of angelic beings singing glory and praise to God. I can't imagine what that would be like. Other than absolutely glorious. Because God had acted. God had acted on his promise and said, I'm sending a savior to restore relationship." because your relationship with me needs to be restored. And the angel further said, and there will be a sign to these shepherds, there will be a sign. You go to the city, you go to Bethlehem, and you'll see this baby lying in a manger, in a common farm stable. The king of glory is born, and he'll be wrapped 
in swaddling cloths. And just to confirm this testimony and this message, this host appears and announces the glory to God and announces peace to all men because a Saviour is born. So what did the shepherds do? They confronted with the scene on a Judean hillside. Well, they responded with haste, the Bible tells us. They were out of there. They were on their way. This image had impacted them such a way they, they wanted to see for themselves whether this was true. So they went. They saw the sign. They saw the baby in the manger, in the swaddling clothes. And at that point in time, they turned to who else was there and they made known what had just happened to them. They said, look, we've just seen this amazing vision. The angel of the Lord came to us and told us this baby is the saviour of the world. He is the Messiah, the promised one. And he's God in human flesh. And he made this known. They made it known to all who were there. And in some, the Bible tells us all of them responded and marveled at what they were saying. How could this child be a savior? How could this child be the Messiah? How could this child be the God man? And Mary, his mother, not only marveled and wondered, but she treasured and pondered these things in her heart. To treasure and ponder is to store the information you've heard and to carefully consider and to hold it close. This boy of hers, the saviour of the world. And then the shepherds left. I just want to read this verse again because it's a wonderful verse. Because I think this is pertinent to all of us with what we do with the Saviour of the world. The verse says this. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. These shepherds were changed men. They had received a, a message, an announcement from the angel of the Lord. They went to Bethlehem to test whether what the angel of the Lord was true and they saw before them that it was the sign that was given that this baby was in a manger in swaddling clothes was true. So therefore, by association, what the Lord had said to them, that he was the Savior, the Messiah, the Christ and the Lord, was also true. And their one response was to glorify and praise God. 
You see, these shepherds took heed of the announcement. They acted upon it. And they were tremendously blessed by what they did. And that's a challenge for us here at Christmas time. Do we take heed of the announcement that Christ the Saviour is born? With a purpose to die, with a purpose to restore you and I to a holy God. You could be like me when it came to the Sydney Olympics and just, I had some time, the announcement, some time in the future and do absolutely nothing about it. Or you could be like the shepherds here who understood the reality of what God had done to bring reconciliation to mankind. Because that's the beauty and the tragedy of Christmas. The beauty is the Saviour has come. The tragedy is that many of us don't accept Christ as our Saviour. Many of us don't even understand why we should. The reason we should is because our relationship with the God of this universe is broken because of our sinfulness. Nothing you and I can do can ever bridge that gap. Only Christ, the Saviour of the world, can. So I appeal to you this Christmas, take heed of the announcement. Ask the Lord Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Saviour. And have a Christmas that is much like the shepherds, full of rejoicing and praising of God the Most High. I invite the music team to, to come up and we'll sing a couple of more carols.